It's Friday again, y'all, and today I have a special guest. Help me to welcome Miss Nadine Davis, formerly known as Miss G. Nadine Davis. She is the author of Life's Uncertain Journeys. It is a book that she has written about her journey through life, which can be found at Amazon.com and Barnes and Nobles. Let me bring you into this dynamic interview with a woman who has been through a lot of life, and has survived it, and she's here to tell her story. Miss Nadine, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing well, darling, and thank you for inviting me. Yes, you are so welcome. Mm -hmm. So let's just get right into it. Could you please tell us a little more about your book? The title is Life's Uncertain Journey, One Woman's Battle for Her Sanity, Her Marriage, and Her Family. And it is the story that chronicles my life as uh, a young mother and wife. Um, And the things that transpired in my young life that set me on a course for destruction. And um, once um, I was able to remember the sorts of things that I had to endure as a young woman and wife I had to tell that story I had to share it especially with I have um, one daughter and four granddaughters and of course when they grow up they won't know my story when I was young but this will tell them tells them my story and how God was able to pull me out of the fires of life and then give me life. Um, People should consider having their life stories written in a way that they can pass down their lineage to their children in a formal way. I think that's awesome. Um, Could you please give us some background on the journey from your street life to meeting Christ? Yeah. um, Well, my troubles began very early. I lost my mom at a very early age. I was probably about six or seven years old when she passed to, to cancer. Um, I came up in a home of much violence. My dad would beat my mom, and, you know, I remember grabbing his leg and beating him and telling him to stop, stop, stop. So um, uh, it was a very tumultuous young life, and then um, my mom passed. And so um, that being as devastating as it was, um, I wasn't able to manage that or process it as a kid really Um, and it had a lot to do with my younger brother he was two years younger than I was and he was just so distraught he was so broken because of it I took on the role of being his champion that I had to not cry and not act like everybody else but be the strong one for him and so I took on that persona and it made, I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. I grew up very cold, mm-hmm. aloof, mm-hmm. nonchalant, and non-caring. Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't have any real emotions like most women do. Mm-hmm. It was just cut and dry, get her done and get out of my face kind of a, a life. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, um, I also developed um, a, a very angry attitude. Mm-hmm. My aunt Um, took me and my younger brother from my dad, who was trying to raise us after our mom died, Mm -hmm. saying that he couldn't raise us Mm -hmm. because he was a man. Mm -hmm. 
And then she brought on the second trauma in our lives, having being separated from our, our dad and the stories that she used to tell us about him, all derogatory. But uh, we tried to run away several times, but we always got brought back. But um, it developed a very bitter and angry person in me that all I wanted to do was get out. I didn't care what it called. I wanted to get out. But anyway, um, that didn't happen, so I stayed. And I determined in my mind that I was going to prove to this woman, my aunt at the time, that um, that I wasn't all the things that she was saying about me. There were a lot of bad words spoken over me. I was called a cow, and I was crazy, and I was stupid, and you know all those kinds of uh, descriptors mm-hmm. became a part of my my mental mm-hmm. uh, turnaround. And so, but I, I I was a fighter, I think, from the beginning because I'm saying no. That's not who I am, and I'm going to prove it to you. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I got on the honor roll, stayed on the honor roll. I, you know, excelled in all different areas. I was the first girl to play in the jazz band at my school. And, you know, all of that was being done to prove to her mm-hmm. that I was worth something. Mm-hmm. But it became a part of my psyche. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that's not good. And um, lo and behold, she married me off to a guy that I didn't know. He followed me home one day. But anyway, she married me off to him because she said that I was not going to get pregnant on her watch because that's what happened to her daughter. I was going to college because I wanted to be a lawyer. And she was telling me, you're not going to college. Your daddy can't afford to send you to college and all these other kind of things. Anyway, lo and behold, I was uh, 15, married not knowing anything about those kinds of things. Fifteen. Yes. Okay. And so um, off we went uh, with this young man who um, I tried to like. I I, I did not love him. I tried to like him Mm -hmm. because my aunt was saying, you don't have to worry about anything. This is doing a Vietnam War. He's going to be called off the war, and nine times out of ten, he's not coming back. So, you know, don't get yourself all worked up about it, but you're not going to be – I'm not going to take care of you as a as a young woman. Mm-hmm. These were the mentalities, things. But anyway, so we stayed married for 11 years, and we have uh, three kids. I had two boys and a girl, and I tried to fight it out. He was the one that introduced me to drugs, illicit sexual relations, all kinds of demonic things. We had a picture of Satan that sat in our living room. Um, it was traumatic, to say the least. And so... Um, um, <clears throat> we had a really bad fight, and I was really beaten bad. And uh, as a result of that beating, my my brother attacked him, him, and he shot my brother seven times. But God spared his life. But out of that, I developed a psychotic episode that wound me up in the psychiatric ward. And I was there for different stints, but over at least three years, and I almost lost my children. So, so that was the ugly part. Yeah. And then um, I jumped right out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah. Uh, the uh, authorities separated me from my, my husband because of the abuse, mm-hmm. and so that kind of got me off out of that relationship mm-hmm. uh, from a legal standpoint. And then I just went buck wild. I just, you know, it's my time now later for everybody else 
still drugs, all these kind of things. I almost killed a man. But the thing of it is, is that um, I met a, a, a guy who was a drug dealer and he sold some pretty good stuff. And so I figured in my little crazy mind that if I could get him, I can get all the free drugs I want. I hear you. And I went after him. Mm-hmm. What does good mean? I mean, the quality of the merchandise okay. was exceptional. So we're talking about no rat poison, no cutting it. This is, this is, this is, this is real stuff. The real stuff. The okay. real stuff. And so um, that was my plot. My plot was to woo him mm-hmm. and, and I have drugs. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. But he wound up marrying me. I, that wasn't my, in my plan. But anyway, he asked me to marry him and, and we did. Seven days later, we were back at the uh, Justice of the Peace asking for an annulment. They wouldn't give it to us. <laughs> they told you stuck with each other. <laughs> and there we were stuck with each other uh, till one morning. I sent my kids off to, to, uh, to, to uh, what do you call it, Sunday school because they had a, a meeting in the building. We lived in a Section 8 housing, <laughs> and we lived on the 13th floor, and uh, they had uh, classes for kids. So we would send our kids f- down there so that we could get them out of our hair mm-hmm. and get high for two hours, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what we, we would do every Sunday. Okay. So they were gone, but they, no, they weren't gone. My, my, my youngest son says, Mom, why you always send us to church, but you don't ever come? Okay. And so I told him, if you don't get out of my face, and some other choice words, mm-hmm. it startled him and he dropped his little Bible and I made him go without his Bible. Mm-hmm. But even though I was you know, messed up in the head, that Bible laying on the floor just didn't seem like a right place for it. So I got up to pick the Bible up and it had fallen open and I went to pick it up and just glance across the page as I picked it up. And that moment I heard God speak okay. to me. He called me by my name okay. and it scared the daylights out of me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. But as I read this first line of this passage, it was um, Isaiah 12. God says, Nadine, I'm not angry with you. I love you. And all of a sudden, I hit the floor and I cried. I cried and I cried and I cried. And when that crying bout was over, I knew that something had happened to me. And my husband was asleep, so he didn't get to witness any of this. However, he knew that something had happened to me when he did wake up because I was acting strange. Mm-hmm. I never picked up another cigarette. Mm-hmm. I stopped drinking. I didn't have any desire for alcohol or any of those things. And I told him what happened to me. Of course, he told me I was crazy. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that may be so. But anyway, that began the journey to understanding that the God that I thought that did not exist, uh-huh. that I, because I was an atheist, mm-hmm. As a result of all the stuff that happened to me, I just determined it can't be no God. Because if it is, why would he let me and my little brother go through all that? Yeah. So, But he met me that morning. And from that moment on, my life began to be turned right side up. That is an awesome testimony. And you know what? I don't think I want to go any further with the testimony because we got to get this book sold oh, on Amazon, goodness. Barnes & Noble's Life's Uncertain journey miss jean nadine davis is the author if you want to hear the rest of this story please go pick up this book dean what would be a word of advice that you would give to women in marriages with either unsaved or saved men who are expressing some of the behaviors that you've gone through in marriage my word of advice is to 
know Jesus, you're not going to be able to manage it without a strength that's beyond human. Uh, the kinds of things that um, I endured, as a matter of fact, my husband did come to faith, but it was 15 years afterwards. 15. So you can imagine the kinds of things that I had to endure waiting for that to happen, but God promised me that he would. But without having God to give me the patience, the long suffering, the endurance, the ability to hear God and understand why certain things were happening in my life, you're not going to be able to do it. He is the key. He is the link between our ability to be that supernatural being God created us to be. Most of us have missed it because we've been so you know, brainwashed by the television set. We don't have a lot of confidence in ourselves. And that was designed by the enemy of our lives. But the God who created us wants us to know that we are divine royalty. And if we would ever allow the truth to penetrate our minds and things will begin to change, we will begin to find ourselves able to walk in supernatural strength. You have um, summed up just the entire premise of this book and you've explained your walk. Could you please um, give a shout out to the win- the ministry, the women who overcome and let people know yes. how else they can uh, reach and, and see and hear some more of your ministry online? Uh, at Life's Uncertain Journey, we have um, a uh, Facebook page. Uh, I also have the Women Who Overcome Facebook page and Women Who Overcome also has a website. It's the Women Who Overcome. Dot org. You can go there and find out any information, connect with me, or you can reach me at email at Davis at thewomenwhoovercome.org. Well, thank you so much for meeting today with me and sharing your awesome testimony. I know this is going to go far. This is going to go far. You are so welcome. This is Advocate for Truth. Please join me every Friday at 1215 Pacific Standard Time, 315 Eastern Standard Time, right here on WDRB Media, TuneIn Radio, and Apple Music. Peace. Do you need exposure for your business, brand, or organization? If so, let Advocate for Truth Radio Show help you fulfill your need for more exposure, more business, and return on investment. Connect with me via email at truthspeaks2u2 at gmail.com. Once again, that's truth speaks the number two, the letter U, the number two at gmail.com today. Thanks for listening to this episode. I truly appreciate each and every one of you subscribers. Would you please drop a comment? Let me know if you have a question. Do you have a reply? Or better yet, leave a voicemail. That way I can answer your voicemail on another live episode. Until next time, live life like it ends today. Love your neighbor like the Bible says. Always pray, because you never know, Jesus Christ may be coming today. Peace.